This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go. This is the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans joined by Senior Fun Buns of Brandon Funston from The Athletic and Wild Card Weekend is here. We're going to give you a game-by-game breakdown with selections on the side, the total, and our favorite prop in every single game. And it's a six-pack of goodness. And you and I, uh, the fantasy season may have wrapped up for everybody uh, largely in 2021, but we do this for a living. Uh, we can't resist drafting. Uh, it's part of our complex. It's part of our DNA. And quite frankly, it'd be empty inside. Brandon, if I didn't have a draft, at least, I don't know, like once every two weeks. So you and I participated in a postseason fantasy football draft on our Sirius XM show called Apple. Fave the noise. Listen to it 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio channel on Sirius XM. Uh, it was you, me, former Major League Baseball pitcher, Joel Pinheiro, J1, who is the curator of hip-hop for all of Pandora, Jen Pianchenti from SI, producer Drew, and Sandro as well. And uh, how did you like your draft? What basket did you grab and put your huevos inside, amigo? Well, I, you know, I am dubious about the Chiefs. I think they are capable of losing to any team after – the Pittsburgh Steelers, which I don't think they will lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I'm, you know, we've seen the we've seen them be vulnerable this year. But in the number two position, and after Aaron Rodgers, who's on a bye, we did team quarterback picks, but the Packers team quarterback pick was number one. I'm like Pat Mahomes in a first round game as the Vegas odds-on, you know, favorite to go to the Super Bowl, win the whole thing. And say, okay, I guess I'm going to, even though I'm dubious about it, I'm going to take the opportunity that I'm in the position of kind of leaning in on the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's what I did. So I took Mahomes, I took mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. in round two, I took the Chiefs kicker, I took the Chiefs defense. Uh, so I'm pretty invested in the Chiefs. And on the flip side, I kind of split it between the Rams and the Buccaneers. So <laughs> if the Chiefs go all the way, and the Rams or the Buccaneers also go all the way. I'm in great shape. Uh, you can't see me right now, but uh, I have a terrible talent in hand, and I am waving it uh, <laughs> proudly above my head and confidently as well. Go Steelers! Spring the upset. Knock Funston out of this damn exercise already. Uh, so I went in this draft picking six out of seven teams. Terrible spot to be in because I, yep. I know I'm likely not going to get uh, Aaron Rodgers. I knew for certain I wasn't going to get Mahomes, and I had full intention – of getting my guy, uh, the modern-day Joel Cool, Mr. Burrow. But, of course, producer Drew knew my infatuation for the Bengals, and he's like, well, screw Brad. I'm taking him at three overall. So uh, I have a bone to pick with him at a later time. Uh, So I wound up getting Tom Tequila, actually, at six overall. I was quite happy with that, and that kind of set the course for me. And I'm getting Gronk later because you had to have two of everything, folks. Uh, Two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers, two tight ends, Two standard flexes, two kickers, and two defenses. Uh, so I'm, I'm pretty heavily invested in Tampa. Shockingly as well in the Tennessee Titans, which I had zero intention of having any Titans on my team <laughs> heading into this stupid exercise. And I, I couldn't pass up on Ryan Tannehill early because quarterbacks are worth their weight in gold uh, yeah. in this type of format, which is a half-point PPR as well. And then I also got a couple of Bengals. I got Jamar Chase pretty late. That was like in round, I want to say like five or six. Uh, and then I followed up with T. Higgins. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but I have like one card invested in the Green Bay Packers and MVS. 
and I don't think I got any cheese because you bastards kept hoarding them. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, your consolation prize in round one was the greatest of all time, the GOAT. So it's not a bad. And uh, J1, um, it, it was uh, picking at the turn, and he took the Cardinals and Eagles quarterbacks oh, instead right. of the Titans. Uh, and so you got a gift there on the flip side with that. So, But, yeah, quarterbacks, as you mentioned, uh, very heavily favored because they score the most points on average per week. And this is such a short period of time that you just want – you know that can that can sway things a lot if you end up riding a quarterback to the Super Bowl, and uh, so yeah, that's why ten of the first fourteen picks were team quarterbacks. All right, well let's go Tampa, let's go Cincy, and I guess the Tennessee <laughs> Titans as well. And screw the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm trying to win a little extra side <laughs> pot here to start off my 2022 fantasy football campaign. With that, let's get to it on this Friday edition with another fantasy five. <laughs> Number five. As I mentioned, uh, we are going to do a side. We're going to do a total, and we're going to do a favorite player prop each in every single Super Wildcard Weekend game. So let's get to it on Saturday, and let's start off with the first game on the docket. Las Vegas traveling to the Queen City to take on the aforementioned uh, grown-up Macaulay Culkin and Joe Burrow and his Cincinnati Bengals. Right now, Brandon, again, a tape time on Friday. Since he's laying five and a half, the total is 48. Give me a game, score, prediction, and a pick on the side, hombre. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than the last time they faced yep. each other. I'm going to go 28 to 24. Mm. Uh, the home the home team from the Queen City pulls it out, but it'll be a little bit tighter. So that's that's my prediction on that. Yeah, I'm going to go 27-23. Cincinnati, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I did okay. see our, our friends at BetMGM, uh, the highest liability that they have on the weekend, Cincinnati minus five and a half. What does that tell you? But fade yeah. the public, fade the majority, just like we did during the college football championship game. I was all over Georgia in the under, cha-ching, cha-ching, twice. So I think you could start off to a hot start uh, by taking the Raiders and the points. All right, give me your favorite player prop in this game. Uh, does it involve a certain running back wearing the silver and black who you have a deep love for? No, I, I'm actually going to go with Tyler Boyd. I'm really? Gonna let you have, yeah, I'm going to let you uh, share. I'm going to share some of my love for that guy that you uh-huh, are referring to. Uh-huh, I am going to uh-huh. go with Tyler Boyd, over 40 and a half receiving yards. This is something he's done uh, in in the four of his last five games. He's gone over this, uh, most of those games way over. And I look back to that last uh, that last matchup. He was the leading target guy among all the Bengals receivers with eight targets, six catches, 49 yards. I think 40 and a half for if you look at this Raiders secondary, which has been pretty good this year, uh, the slot usually does okay against them. That's usually where you can get some uh, get some production from. So I like Tyler Boyd to get, you know, not a huge game, but at least get over 50. All right, I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs, and I'm going to take on the receiving errors. I got a 20 and a half, and doing a quick search here of where the lines are at uh, at tape time here. Uh, you still get 20 and a half right now at FanDuel at minus 110? Believe it or not, on the over. Mm. Look, I think it will be somewhat of a negative game script for Las Vegas. And they could backdoor cover their way into this thing, you know, at the 27 to 23, which I predicted and furiously forecasted to perfection, mind you. I mean, it's going to hit it right (laughs) on, and it will be nowhere close in the end. But Jacobs, you know, is heavily involved in the pass-catching game for this offense. A guy that's caught 84.4% 
of his intended looks, and he's consistently gone over this total as well. And, you know, I was looking at the game log. Since week nine, Brandon, he has ran at least 12 routes in every single game, and with the exception of one contest, he's caught at least two passes. So you put it together that, you know, Cincinnati gave it the fourth most receptions in total to the running back position in the regular season. I think they were the fifth most yards as well to RBs. Combine it with a possible negative game script. Combine it with the trend in the history that we've seen with Josh Jacobs and his usage throughout the entire year. And this is like, uh, and two, he went over the first matchup. Uh, You know, this is probably like five catches like he had in the first game. He had 24 yards in that game. I'm sensing something similar here. I think it's going to be almost a mirror image in the end. So I love the over on the 20 and a half receiving yards. Number four. All right, next game on the docket, New England to Buffalo. And Brandon, at uh, kick to t- kickoff time, they're expecting game time temperatures to be a scrotum shrinking four degrees Fahrenheit <laughs> uh, with wind chills around minus nine in Orchard Park, New York. So the wind won't be howling and won't be gusty like we saw before. Could have a couple of snowflakes flying in the sky, but nothing that's really going to accumulate and play much of an impact precip-wise. Uh, but uh, knowing the conditions, and it's going to be brutally cold, and you've experienced that once in your life, and I, I know that uh, it was definitely teeth chattering for a kid from Seattle, uh, but the total in this game is 44. The Bills are laying 40 and a half. Do you think this could be closer to the first matchup or the second? I have Bills uh, decidedly winning this one. Uh, 29 to 20 is my Ooh, projection. Over. I like it. I like it. Yep. So uh, what what was the over-under again? 44, and it's up. It opened at 42 and a half, and I, I think it will be a higher scoring affair than yeah. people believe. Now, it could be run heavy for both teams yeah. and, and still you know, accumulate the points necessary to push the over. So I am going to say 26 to 20. So at 46 and the cover there for Buffalo at the minus four and a half. All right, player prop market-wise, uh, what is your favorite wager here? All things Devin Singletary, really. Yes. Um, Rush plus receive yards is 80 and a half. Do I think he can get 55 to 60 rush and 25 receive? Yes, I do, which means I like the over on that. I like the over on 13 and a half receiving yards, the over on nine and a half longest rush. Uh, You look at the rush plus receive, 80 and a half. He's done this four of his last five. The one game he was under was against New England. That was 78. But, uh, again, you just said it. the conditions here kind of, I think, lean to a Devin Singletary type of game. And I don't hate plus 140 on an anytime TD. He has six touchdowns in his last four games. So mm. uh, give me any of those I'd be happy with. I, I like Devin Singletary in this game. Oh, that's a great call. And I'm going to side with you on that because it's a <laughs> old sledgehammer bet on the over receiving yards. Uh, it is four Funstons for me. Uh, so that, that's, again, those are half units, folks, for those that may be unfamiliar. So that, that's a quite a hefty, that's a girthy wager, I would call it, Brandon. <laughs> Uh, and I'm with you on Singletary. I think over 13 half receiving yards. I can get it 14 half some of the other books. 13 half right now at FanDuel. And it's it's just minus 114 on the yeah. over. New England giving up 5.5 receptions per game in the regular season to running backs. 48.6 yards per game. 18 RBs went over this, including Singletary in the last game. Which he had five for 39 through the air. He's been over in three of his last five. And he's ran at least 16 routes. So more involved over the last five weeks as a pass catcher absolutely sledgehammer singletary across the board number three all right next up philadelphia tampa bay uh down there in western florida so we're going to brutal cold to the vitamin d soaking sunshine 
of uh, the palm-infested state where I'd like to be right now with an umbrella drink in hand. Uh, but unfortunately, I'm not. I'm in Chile, Illinois. Uh, the total has been all over the place, along with the spread. I saw the spread as high as 9.5. and a half. It has now scaled back to 8, Brandon. So that's what Tampa is laying in this game. And the total, uh, like I said, it, it's been as high, I think, as 48.5, and, and it's now been dialed back to 46. So give me a game score prediction here. Uh, I think this is going to be amazingly uh, a close game, yep. and I think it's going to amazingly be uh, the same score as the last time they played, 25-22. to 22. It'll be something that people are talking <laughs> about. Can you believe that they played to the same score as the last time? So there you go, 25-22. You're, you're just barely sneaking over there. That's, that's a Tom Brady special <laughs> at the goal line is what that is. Uh, by the way, you can get the Tom Brady rush yards at a half a, half a, half a yard on that prop if you wanted it. Uh, it's Ooh. back. It's spectacular. And, of course, I'm going to wager on it because I do it every single time. Uh, I am going to go a little bit lower scoring here. I'm going to say 23-17 to 17, Tampa Bay. So, again, Philadelphia gets the cover there, and I am on the under. Favorite player prop, what is it? Uh, right now I'm looking at Leonard Fournette, 12 and a half on the longest catch. He is oh. back. Oh, oh that's over- real? Hold on yeah. a second. I'm jotting this thing down. <laughs> Go ahead. He had over 40 yards uh, receiving against the Eagles the last time they faced. They're going to need him in the passing game because they are down. Uh, Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin uh, in that game against the Eagles the last time they faced. He had an 18-yard catch and an 11-yard catch, so one that was way over and one that was just slightly under. I think he can get a 13-yard catch in this game. And the other one I like, I, I know you like, so I won't step on that, but I will step on it and, and kind of give the hint that as to who it is. It's, it's not even a hint. I'm just going to tell you. It's Rob Gronkowski. I'm going to go. I like what you're going with. I'm also going to go with a Funston on Gronkowski Ooh. for two touchdowns at plus 700. Yes, I entertain that too. Well, here's the deal. Like, he's only scored in five of his last 18 games, but in all five of those games, they were two touchdown games. Huh. He hasn't scored a one-touchdown game since way back in 2020. Uh, so he's been a two-touchdown guy when he does find the end zone. All right, I'm going to go uh, – I got multiples here. I'm just going to fire off very quickly. I was you know, I was trying to keep this to one each, but screw it. You know, That's already <laughs> out the window. Uh, I'm with you on everything, Gronk. Uh, I got any time touchdown when it opened at FanDuel plus 125. It's now at minus 105. Still a good value at minus odds there and low minus odds at that. Uh, if you wanted to do like a same-game parlay with Gronk at like say 49.5 receiving yards with an any time touchdown, get that at plus odds, I don't hate it because I think he is going to absolutely Gronk smash – the over on mm-hmm. 55.5 receiving yards. I mean, 20 targets, 17 catches, 252 yards the last couple of games. Philadelphia, you know the generosity. They were shelling out all season long to the tight end position. They got the most tight end touchdowns at 14 in the regular season, 6.3 receptions per game, 60.9 receiving yards per game. Just the tight ends. Grock has been over 55.5 yards in six of his last eight, so a minus 115 on the over at MGM. I- I'm jumping all over that. And then going back to Fournette, uh, two things. One... Uh, I'm with you on the longest catch now. I think that's dynamite. Uh, I like the receiving yards. I know it's in the low 30s, but take that down. You know, just dial it back yeah. a little bit. Just just turn it down softly. Slow jam with me for a second. <laughs> uh, and if you get that to, like, I don't know, 20 or more yards, and then you can get uh, five or more receptions, I bet you can get that in a same-game parlay pretty close to, like, plus 110, plus 100. Because the five-and-a-half catch line by itself – is plus 100 on the over, and he has done that in one, two, three, four, five of his last six 
Five mm-hmm. is last six, and Tom has been missing that toy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love it all. Just those guys are great, and I'm taking the under on Jalen Hurts rush yards at 49 and a half. It's a good number. Uh, I think he's going to be close, but he went, what, 10 for 44 in the first game, and I think it's going to be similar here the second time around. Number two. All right, next up, let's go to San Francisco and Dallas, a game I believe is going to be the highest scoring on the docket this weekend. little hint, hint, wink, wink, nod, nod. Fun buns, uh, the total in this one is at 51, which is the highest on the board, and Dallas laying three. What do you got for me? Well, let's take that over under and, and bring it up a notch. I'm going to say it ends at 53, and God, I hope this doesn't happen, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to say San Francisco pulls this off with a late field goal. 27 to 26 Niners. Mm, uh, and I'm taking the Niners too on the money line at plus 140. So I'm with you there, but it's going to be higher scoring 30 to 27 in my yeah. estimation. So a total of 57 there. Easy math. And again, if you believe uh, what we're selling here, and this is going to be the highest scoring game this week, you can get that at plus 330 right now at DraftKings. Yeah, you can bet on that. You can bet on anything. It's wildcard weekend for crying out loud. Uh, Brandon, favorite player prop, fire away. Well, I just was digging into the numbers here, and I'm surprised at what I ended up with. But I came out out with the over on 248 passing yards for Jimmy G. Mm. He has been over 295 in four of his past five games. The only game he was under in that stretch was Atlanta, and they absolutely blew him away. And he only, I think, he only had like 23 pass attempts. But I think he's going to have to throw the ball. Um, could be, you know, play and catch up. But I, but like like it was last week against the Rams. But he, I was surprised at how good his, you know, he threw the ball considering he's dealing with that thumb injury. Uh, but if we're going to get a high-scoring game like this, I think they're going to have to throw the ball a decent amount. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, guys that can make some plays. So, yeah, 248 is not a big number for what Jimmy Garoppolo has been doing. Uh, well, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, that's adequate. You know, now on the muy caliente scale, Jimmy Garoppolo is like 15. Yeah. From from the females that I know that have had been in his presence, <laughs> uh, they, they come out flustered, and it's understandable. He's a handsome man. He really is. That's right. And he, he had a handsome game last week, so I could, I could tail that. Uh, and just, you know, sprinkle some of that magic, some of that pixie dust on me, Jimmy, just once. <laughs> I can live in your shoes. Uh, no, Elijah Mitchell uh, is a guy that I love, and I'm going to take the over into the 76.5 rush yards, and, and I'm going to correlate that, correlate, synergize, bring it together on the over 19.5 rush attempts. Brandon, I don't know if you noticed, the last five games, here's what Mitchell has done. 27 carries, 27 carries, 22 carries, 21 carries, 21 carries. Crazy, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I only have eyes for you <laughs> is what Kyle Shanahan sees. Every time Elijah Mitchell clears, like, uh, medical for the week, that, that starts playing Pound in it. his head. Yeah. yeah. It's like, sorry, Jimmy G, you can't be a part of this threesome. <laughs> this is a monogamous relationship uh, just between Elijah and myself. Uh, and he's a guy that's just got the job done. I mean, he is—he uh, finished the regular season RB4 in yak per attempt. He's been over the 76.5 rush yards mark in six of his last eight games. And Dallas, you and I talked to Calvin Watkins in Dallas Morning News or this week in the Sirius XM show, and he, you know, I asked him, you know, what's the biggest problem here facing this Dallas defense for Dan Quinn? And he said, it's stopping the damn run, which they can't do right now. And, you know, they're giving up 4.34 yards per carry to running backs on the season. So Mitchell over 19 and a half rush attempts at plus 100, over 76 and a half rush yards at minus 115, both available at DraftKings. Number one. All right, next up, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Is this the final bow for Big Ben Roethlisberger? 
Uh, Kansas City laying 12 and a half here, Brandon. Highest spread on the board this weekend with a total of 46. Is it a blowout much like the first matchup a couple of weeks ago? Uh, it's kind of. I don't quite have Kansas City winning uh, by the by the to cover here. I have it as a 27 to 16 win, so it's 11 <laughs> no points. Okay. All right. I'm Is close. that what you got? I got a 26 to 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to one up you. I'm going to price this right you on that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, but there you go. So is that uh, that is what was the over on the total? Uh, the total is forty six. So what are we? I'm trying to do math there. That's thirty four. So we're both under. Yep, yep. And yep. I think that's a smart okay. money play, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to take Pittsburgh to cover. We're both going to take the under there. Uh, any intriguing player props available? Yeah. In this one. This one's also surprising to me. Uh, at FanDuel, they have Pat Mahomes' passing yards at two eighty and a half. If you look at Pat Mahomes, yeah. he's gone under this 13 of his past 15 games. Yeah. Yep. He went for 258 the last time they played Pitt. That was in week 16. Pittsburgh's allowed over this four of 17 games. So with Tyreek Hill dealing with a heel injury, like all the injuries there, um, I just think, you know, Mahomes is going to end up in that 250 to 275 range. Uh, 280 is too, too much for me. Dude, uh, I, I'm about to add this to the sheet because I've been sitting on the fence. The splitters hurt too, by the way, <laughs> and you have pushed me in the right direction because I've been leaning to the uh, the under on this, and and I'm glad that uh, you know you gave well, me FanDuel, some. Well, Fanduel Fanduel did it because I was I, I looked at the first couple ones and it was two seventy seven and a half. I scanned down and there was Fanduel sitting at two eighty, saying, "Yeah, come get me, come get me." So come, come to Butthead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was saying to classic. you. Classic. Uh, it is classic, and I'm with you there. I, I am going to go with Mahomes on a different. Prop. I'm going to take the over on 16 and a half rush yards. And oh, yeah. I, I went back to you and I talked to Rob Collins, a friend of our Sirius XM show, covers uh, Kansas City there, uh, the local market for the Fox affiliate. And, you know, Mahomes loves to run in the postseason. And he even brought that up. And it gets this aggressive defense, which he didn't run the first time because he didn't need to. Right. It was like a yeah. 36 to 10 win. Uh, it was lopsided from the get go. I think it'll be a different story this time around. You know, the Steelers have accumulated the most sacks of any team in the NFL this season. So, you know, J.J. Watts could be breathing – or T.J. Watts could be breathing down his neck, and he'll get flushed out of the pocket, and he'll scoot his way, again, uncomfortably so, because he's got to go to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> always. Always. Perpetual. But in six postseason games, 31.7 rush yards per game in his career. That's what he's wow. averaged. And he has been over this in four of his last five. So uh, I like the over there, and I also like the over on 10.5 yards for longest run at minus 125 for Patrick Mahomes. So there you go. All right, we got a Monday night game to Brandon. I love how the NFL is spreading this sucker out in the Super Wild Card weekend, and it's part three between the Cardinals and the Rams. It's bonus time! Uh, Let's get a pick in on this one. The Rams laying four at a total of 49.5. What you got? Well, they went 53 and 57 on the total points. And I, I'm not going to take the under here. So let's I'm just doing this one on the fly. Let's call it 30 to let's call it 30 to 24 Rams. Yeah. You know what? I hate how this line is at four, uh, but I am going to you know what? Screw this. I, I don't want to root for the Rams. I kind of want them to explode. So I'm going to go with Arizona 31 to 27. Ooh, that would that would hurt me in our uh, little fantasy yeah, playoff. That's ex- game, that's, so, that's yeah. my ploy here, Brandon. We're trying to get you out early. That's exactly what I'm trying to do. Uh, okay. Favorite player prop. Uh, a couple of them have surfaced, not a ton yet. Uh, but I'm gonna go SGP on that ass here in a minute. But uh, you got the floor, so hit me. 
I just think Kyler's going to try to do everything he can to win this game, and that means he's going to run like the docks in the desert with the little twinkle toes. Yeah. He's going to be running like crazy with Aaron Donald chasing him down. Uh, the over/under on the rushing yards is 37 and a half. I think that is for the you know the way this Rams are constructed. He went over in both meetings, 61 and 39, where the rushing totals. He's been 35 plus five of the past six. I just think with James Conner being injured and all that, and like Kyler, this is like. There's no tomorrow at this point, so he's going to do what uh, he does best, in my opinion, which is run the football. All right, I'm going to go same-game parlay, and I'm going to go Cooper Cup, uh, 94 or more receiving yards. You don't need any reasoning. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) he had a 13-catch game against Arizona, for crying out loud, earlier this season. Uh, He'll hit the century mark, I think, with uh, relative ease. So give me that, and then give me Tyler Higbee, 25 or more receiving errors, which he's done in four straight. He had 36 in uh, the first matchup because he did not play in the second matchup. Both of those hit. My friend, that's plus 125 at DraftKings. That's, that's it on that's that two-legger. It's a nice little, that's a nice little payday. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. And uh, that is the perfect cherry on top of the Sunday. That is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Uh, please follow Funson on social media, on Twitter, at Brandon Funson. Check me out there, at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast, would you kindly? And until next time, adios, amigos!